We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Here now is Lisa Bell and Candace Campos with Florida Foodie. Sponsored by Light Orlando. Delivering hope together. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm Candace Campos and we have a pair of return guests today, Lisa. Yeah, I'm Lisa Bell. We first spoke with this husband and wife duo in 2021 when they were raising money to open Orlando's first meadery. More than two years later, they made that dream a reality, opening up in August of last year. So we are so happy to be joined with Ginger and Joe Lee from Zymerium Meadery. It's funny because we were sitting going to Miriam Meadery and you're like, I didn't think it was that hard. We're like, no, it's just us. It's just us. But welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So tell us what is mead, Mm M-E-A-D. Some people think we're saying meat, but what is mead? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So mead is alcohol made from honey. Um, Just like wine is made from grapes, beer is made from grain. Mead is its own thing made from honey. And how did you get started making mead? Uh, We got into mead through craft beer and just exploring flavors and really fell in love with it. Florida's got so much good honey and, you know, we just fell in love with the art and science of fermentation. So when we spoke two years ago, I said, you know, I'd never really heard of mead before, but you informed me it's really like the first liquor ever. Yep, yep. Uh, it's For the, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's original alcohol. Bees yeah. were making honey long before we were planting grapes or grain. So if you hunters and gatherers came across honey, um, it could be turned into mead with some water and wild yeast. And there you go. That's, that's what you got. <laughs> yeah. So how did this all start? I mean, what was the process? You guys said, this is what we want to do. What was that aha moment? (laughs) Um, I'd been homebrewing for years, uh, winning lots of competitions, because once you win your first, it's kind of addicting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was kind of always a fantasy to open a meadery. But then quarantine happened with COVID shutdown, and Ginger was doing installations all around the world. So she had her entire year booked up, and then... And then COVID happened, so I had all these plans to travel, do art installations. Everything got canceled overnight, and that kind of paired with right when we were talking about uh, potentially starting up a physical location for the meadery. So with all my stuff getting canceled, that gave me the opportunity to sit down, and we worked full-time on doing the business plan, and I basically transitioned to making that my full-time project of working on the build-out, doing the business plan with Joe, and then actually turning that into business since I had a lot of free time to transition to focusing <laughs> yeah. on that. So. You're probably very busy. You're probably a busy body. So just yes. finding an outlet for something. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm used to doing multiple projects at a time and I like to keep busy in a lot of different areas. So that really gave me something to, to focus all mm-hmm. of that creative energy on. Uh, so I actually designed the entire tap room and that was part of, you know, the build out and everything. So, um, after doing the, uh, business plan, then we got the investors and then it actually, as you guys might know, took us nine months to get the space after we talked. So it was kind of a whole journey that, you know. It took longer than you had hoped. Yes, absolutely. Um, But it is absolutely beautiful. For people who haven't been there, and we're going to have video of this, walk us through what it looks like and what's it like to go to a meadery. Uh, So there's definitely a lot of black. First thing people (laughs) notice uh, as they're driving down Mills Avenue 
big black building and uh, a lot of people, the logo catches their eye. They don't know what it is, so it intrigues them. Um, Very artsy. Yes, we've had so many people say that they were driving by and they had to do a quick U-turn to see, you know, what exactly is this big black building. And so a lot of them come in and then you come inside and it's a lot more black. So there's, uh, it's definitely something that I like is a lot of darker colors. And then uh, since we work with honey, honey is the base for everything that we do. So the black is actually a backdrop for the gold elements, which, you know, pop off all of the other black elements in the space. So we have uh, black taps on the back of the wall. Oh, um, there's hexagons everywhere. We have a, a black concrete bar top with brass inlay of hexagons. So the hexagons and the homage to honey is definitely woven throughout the entire space. And uh, I love math. So mm -hmm. the factor uh, hexagons have six sides. So there's a factor of six woven throughout a lot of the design elements. Uh, so, yeah, there's a black gold and a lot of just a lot of input on um, or a lot of thought put into all of the details and thinking holistically of the, the space as a whole. So for people who've never tasted mead before, what is it like? I mean, is it like a beer? Is it like a wine? What is it? Because it comes so, in different yes, forms. Here, yes. I see. So that's the best part about mead is it can be everything and anything. It can be dry and bu very bubbly like the champagne mead over here, meal to meal. We just bottled for New Year's. Uh, could be more beer style. So these are your average beer strength, six and a half percent alcohol, carbonated, full flavored, refreshing, crisp, great for a pint. Um, and then we have what you may think of more as traditional mead. These are all 14 percent wine strength. Uh, they can vary from dry to sweet. Uh, they could be heavily fruited or they could just showcase the honey. We have a coffee mead that we do with lineage every year. Uh, we have coconut meads. We have hazelnut ginger meads. We have Every flavor combination you could imagine. Do you make all of that right there at Mills or where yep. do you, you do? Yep. Okay. Uh, behind the tap room, it looks like a brewery. So it's uh -huh. all the big stainless steel tanks and oak barrels. And what's what's the difference between like the timing of, you know, whether it's making a, a, a beer or, or something or sparkly? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, how different is it? Yeah. So the, the less alcohol um, tends to be a quicker turnaround. So the session meads and the cans are closer to a month. Mm -hmm. uh, so more like a beer... They're, they're beer strength and also beer uh, fermentation style. Um, and these full strength meads can take um, six months to a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of them we age in oak, just like a wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when people come into to your meadery, are there a lot of people who are first time you oh, know, absolutely. venturing into, yeah. into the world of mead? <laughs> yeah, so some people do know it from, like, they've been to Renaissance fairs, and they yes. know it from Vikings, and, you know, every culture has their own take on mead, because, as you know, it's been around forever. So, um, yeah, when people come in, they might have tried it, but for the majority of people, they're trying it, you know, for the first time, or at least trying a modern style for the first mm -hmm. time, and they don't realize that it can taste very different depending on the honey that we use. And there's different styles. It can be fruited. It can be spiced. And so even if they've had it before, a lot of people that come in, they're still trying it like it's the first time that they've had it because they're yeah. trying something new that they haven't had before. And is that what you're offering is tastings so people can figure out what they like? Yeah, we have yeah. flights. Um, so we have a couple of flights that we're really excited about that are pre-built. So we have a honey flight, a Florida honey flight, so that people can actually taste different Florida honeys specifically and actually oh. see that depending on just the honey itself, 
there's different nuances in the flavor profile, the aromatics, and all those kind of things come through based on the nectar that's in the honey. And so, you know, people that think it all tastes like a honey bear that they get from the grocery store, they come in and they're like, wait, not all honey tastes the same. Right. I had no idea. So that's one of our favorite flights. And then the other flight showcases five of 20 different styles that we have. And so they get to try, you know, five of kind of like our top picks. And they can also build a flight by picking five that they want to try on their own as well. And I mean, Ginger, I know you love honey. Yes. And a lot of your honeys come from Florida, but mm -hmm. you also have some from other parts of the world. Yes. Yeah. So when I used to travel uh, doing art installations, that was one of my favorite things is getting honey from all over the world. Um, I can't actually say that I have a favorite because they're all just so different. Um, <laughs> uh, Hawaiian honey has actually become one of our favorites, uh, Lahua, which we actually actually made one of the meads from, uh, and that's become one of our personal favorites. And uh, yeah, they're just, depending where you go, taste completely different and different consistency. And, you know, it's all based on the flowers that the bees visit to produce it. So even from season to season, it can taste very different depending oh, wow. on, you know, what flowers are in bloom during that time of year. So, I mean, you guys are together, you're, you're building this meadery empire. <laughs> How is it? How is it working together? How is it figuring out the world of... <laughs> Of me. It's it's incredible. Um, we've been doing 120 hour weeks for the past year. Wow. <laughs> it's it been a lot of time. Year plus. Yes. Yeah. 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 So over a year now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the two of us. Um, we have wonderful bartenders, um, but mm -hmm. we do everything else. Um, mm -hmm. So alcohol production is highly regulated with the government. Um, it's both state and federal. So every formula needs to be approved. Every label needs to match, match the formula. Wow. So every word's regulated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we complement each other really well. So, you know, when we were working on this, we kind of teamed up. He was focusing on making the mead, working on the recipes. And alongside that, as I mentioned, I was working on the tap room. And along with that, is also applying for grants, you know, from the city to get, um, we got a facade grant uh, to get reimbursement from the city for, uh, we got all new window storefront, we got the signage, we painted the building, wow. so did a whole new storefront. Um, you know, getting the licensing, so alongside with like doing the creative, the fun parts, there's also applying for the permits yeah. and things that, you know, it couldn't possibly have gone faster because we were working on that not, God, and we would wake up in the morning and then pretty much until we went to sleep at night, like every ball that we could have rolling. It's got to be wow. such a passion project for you guys because to go through all those barriers, mm -hmm. yes, and yeah. as you mentioned, the, you know, the bureaucracy, the red tape, mm -hmm. that's a lot. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people think I'm joking when I say that I wore 20 different hats on a daily basis <laughs> and it's just now I'm in this yeah. mode, now I'm in this mode, now I'm in this mode, and, you know, even getting the meads ready and thinking, you know, a lot of places open with maybe two, three things on, on draft when they first open. Mm -hmm. And we had like 20 steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we first opened grand opening, we had pretty much every tap filled. So that was a lot, as you can imagine. But we ended up having more time between uh, when we started production and when we were finally able to open, you know, because it was always one little thing, one last thing, one mm -hmm. last thing. So, yeah, to be able to open and have 20 meads ready to wow. go at that point, that you know, ended up working out really well. So. Awesome. We are going to take a very short break, yes. but we will have much more with Joe and Ginger Lee coming up. Yeah, they're going to give us kind of a taste of what goes behind mm -hmm. the making of the bees and kind of walk us through the whole science behind it. I'm going to pop this open. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe after the break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to Florida Foodie. We are with Joe and Ginger Lee today from Zymerium Meadery. They just opened uh, in Mills in Orlando in August. Mm-hmm. And you have brought some of your products with us just today. Just a few. Yeah. <laughs> just a few. So what did you bring today? Yeah. Uh, so the products or the honey or both? All or? of it, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the session meads, are these are our carbonated uh, oh, beer strength meads. Um, these are more crisp, refreshing um, mm-hmm. Great to just drink a whole can on a hot day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have over here. We have something called we named Figures of Oblivion. Okay, yeah. this is our dry hopped mead. Who comes up with the names? Uh, we both do. Okay, <laughs> um, that was made with a friend uh, that works down at Angry Chair in Tampa. Uh, we met at Oblivion, the restaurant that was in Orlando oh. many years ago. So we had a reference that. Okay, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Little homage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our dry hopped mead. Um, it's not an IPA because it's not bitter. And it's not a beer, but it still has all those wonderful um, tropical uh, hoppy notes that you love about IPAs without Mm -hmm. the bitterness. And then you brought some honey, which is, of course, like the main ingredient. Absolutely. Right. And what honeys did you bring today? So every, this is the coolest part about all this, is every honey tastes different. Mm -hmm. Um, You may think of honey as what you get at the store, and it all kind of tastes the same um, because they blend it all together. They ultra-pasteurize it and filter it. And kind of remove the life from it. Gotcha. Uh, also, literally, because honey is alive until it's pasteurized. Okay. Um, I'm learning so much about <laughs> right, honey. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is full of amazing enzymes mm-hmm. and uh, nutrients and minerals and mm-hmm. all the local pollens in there. It's really, really great stuff. So where did these come from? So uh, this one, this first one, is... Thank you. Uh, orange blossom, which Ooh. you may... Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Ex- yep. <laughs> you or may I think th- I might know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You may think so. But we are getting the most raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized honey directly from local pollinators. Okay. So, oh, okay. so this the, came from Central Florida. Yep. Okay. They they harvest the honey and then they bring it to us in drums, six hundred fifty pound, fifty gallon drums. Oh, I love working. And, and the flavor oh. is explosive compared to what you get at the store. Yes. You were saying um, previously Ooh. that when you use the honey to make the meat, a lot of the sugar goes away. Yeah. And so the flavor profile becomes very strong. So you would taste more of the mm-hmm. orange blossom flavor yep. in the mead Yep, we do versus a, the sweetness. Yep, we're using all modern fermentation techniques to preserve all of those delicate aromatics and flavors of the honey. Mm, and when that you, is good. When you said it, you first put it on your, <laughs> on your tongue, and you're like, okay, it's honey, and then you said it, it punches you with the flavor, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it, what yep. it did. So for this orange blossom honey, where do you mix? Mm-hmm. Like where? Where did it, that end up? Yeah, where does so that end up? So this one specifically ended up in our champagne style mead that we did for New Year's. Ooh. so this is bubbly. Uh, yep, this mm-hmm. is champagne. Mm-hmm. Yep, we actually uh, like a pet net. We bottled it while it was fermenting, so all the bubbles are made from the honey itself. It's not forced carbonated like a beer. Okay. So you get even more what? of that aroma bubbling out of the mead. What are we gonna try next? Mm. Um, so this one is another very common Florida honey. Uh, this is called Goldberry. 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 Yep, yeah, this is a Florida holly. Holly. So this one, a you're little... going to get more tea and citrus. Do you sell the honey at your shop too? Uh, we do. You do, okay. Yep, so this Goldberry is from Fern Creek Farms. Mm. Wow. 
It's amazing. What am I tasting? Um, to me, so that's the best part is it's, a, it's yeah. all subjective. Right. So you can tell me what you're tasting. Um, I feel like it's more of kind of a coffee-ish flavor yeah. profile. I get like I a get dark a, tea, like I a black tea. tea. Yeah. yeah. You said tea. I just yeah. wasn't paying attention because mm-hmm. I was enjoying the honey. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. So where is that? Included in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so gallberry, let's it's see. It's like a trivia question for right. Yeah, we use gallberry, um, the Florida yeah. holly, in our endless blueberry. Okay. Um, our endless series uses no water. So the we did blueberry, raspberry, and bananas over here also. And each of those got 1,800 pounds of the fruit. Wow. And just the two of us. <laughs> and mixed it with the honey and let it ferment out so it is the maximum expression of the fruit and the honey. There's oh, wow. no water diluted at all. And where do you get your fruit? Um, all over. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and get local fruit when possible, mm-hmm. um, but of course everything depends on the season. Right. So sometimes our blueberries are amazing, sometimes there was too much or not enough rain and they're kind of... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this upcoming February we definitely want to get strawberries from yeah. the Plant City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got some connections this year. Oh, good. And <laughs> so when you're sipping some of this, is it is it more of a sweet note so, because of the honey or? So um, so this one, yeah, is 100% honey, but it's totally dry, just like a champagne. But uh, something like our Soliloquy series, we try and highlight the honey. So this is 14% sweet, uh, really rich. So it's it's very, it represents all the flavors of the honey. Do you drink that just straight yeah. or over ice or? It um, yeah. It's up to you, but okay. we recommend uh, chilled like a white wine okay. and just sipping on in it. In a wine glass. Yep. Do you drink like that much wine? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, or how much, like when you pour it. It's like do, a port. Yeah. Like uh, where you have like. Yeah. So at the meadery, we serve two and four ounce. Okay. Yep. Okay. And uh, what's wonderful about these bottles, uh, these full strength meads, is they will stay good for weeks open. Um, so okay. unlike a beer or wine, you don't need to consume mm-hmm. it immediately. Mm-hmm. So you can take your time yep. mm-hmm. and really savor every every yes. sip. And a lot of some of these meads have a lot of oak, um, so they will open up and oh. evolve the flavor as they get some oxygen exposure. So if we go to the meadery, will you teach us everything? Absolutely. Will people <laughs> because over all of this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, yep. With that flight, I mean, will mm-hmm. people be able to get some kind of education behind it? Absolutely. Okay. Um, our staff is really great and knowledgeable, and mm-hmm. we're. We're always there. Yeah. <laughs> As you said before, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the 20 meads on draft, um, it's a little overwhelming. So we have curated flights. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just jump right in. And like our honey flight starts with the champagne style and ends with a decadent, rich sweet mead and everything in between. We have semi sweet mead with gallberry, which is really nice 10%. Mm-hmm. Semi sweet, you know, you can drink a lot more of that one than the big sweet ones. Um, but it's, it still showcases the honey equally as well. All right, let's try another honey. So What's this one? Mm-hmm. This one is another. This is our favorite Florida honey. Okay. It looks thicker. Yeah, it does. So all honey will crystallize. Okay. Um, I did learn about this before. Yep. Um, <laughs> especially the more raw it is, it has all that natural pollen, and the pollen acts as a nucleus for the crystallization to okay. happen. Um, so the more filter it is, the less likely it is to crystallize, and that's why they do it for the store shelves. Okay. Because um, it looks nicer, but it really ruins the honey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is black mangrove. Ooh. Out on the Space Coast is all government land, and it's all black mangroves. Okay. This and, is not a honey. <laughs> right? This one's mm. more caramel butterscotch. Yes. Like a butterscotch candy, but not really. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of our meads use this honey because wow. it's so exquisite. And it's one of the most pure honeys. Does it 
affect the mead if you use like a crystallized honey versus? No, as soon as no. we get it warm again, it, it re-liquefies. Because okay. um, you hmm. can taste the crystals, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and now I can one. see why when you travel, mm -hmm. why you collected <laughs> and brought so yeah. many back because they're so different and you really taste the, you taste mm -hmm. where you're coming from because Absolutely. that's where you know, all the local pollen and stuff is from. Okay, and we have one more one to more. try here. So this one um, is very crystallized. It yeah. looks like butter. It yeah, does. It does. <laughs> um, Where's this from? So just kind of let this one melt in your mouth instead of trying to chew it because it's so <laughs> so crystallized. Okay. This is our favorite Hawaiian honey. Ooh, is this from? It's from Hawaii. Yep. Mm. Okay. So this is called lahua. Mm. Uh, this flower is the first thing that grows on the lava flows. It's wow. this red spike alien-looking oh flower. Um, it's only in Hawaii, and it has this mm. crazy pineapple, tropical, bold. But you kind of smell amazing. the flowers. Yep. And where does that end up? Uh, that we actually, oh uh, this ended up in our Lahua soliloquy series. Wow. Um, it was one of the first meads to everyone drank immediately at the meadery when we opened because mm. all those flavors in a glass, it was even more tropical right. after it fermented. So, um, unfortunately, we can't drink the alcohol on Florida Foodie. <laughs> but if people drink this, will they feel like they're drinking honey? Not in the sense of, like, drinking a honey bear or eating a spoonful of honey. Right. Um, because these are all, the sweeter ones are more like a sweet Riesling. Mm -hmm. okay. So they have the big acid to balance all the honey, because honey is also acidic. Yeah. Um, so it's much more balanced. It's not cloying or overly sweet. And this bottle looks very special. Yes. <laughs> what is happening here? What's the story behind that yeah. one? Um, this one's our endless raspberry. Um, we got 1,800 pounds of raspberries. Oh, just a few. Just a few, <laughs> yep. An entire, entire pallet. Um, that was the minimum order we could get. <laughs> um, and we combined it with our one of the most rare and special Florida honeys, Tupelo. This only grows on the border of Florida and Georgia, on the riverbanks. Um, it's very hard to collect. Mm -hmm. um, there's songs written about it. There's towns named after it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very exquisite honey. And so Endless Raspberry is one of our most popular meads before we opened. Mm -hmm. So when we made it officially, we mm -hmm. wanted to use the best Florida honey there was. Yeah. Uh, turns out raspberries have a billion seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't float. They don't sink. They just kind of permeate the entire volume of oh, mead. No. So we only got a 35% yield on this mead. Wow. So that's a very special bottle. Yes. Basically very what special. It's your most expensive bottle. How much are your meads? Anywhere from 20 to 100. Um, uh -huh. And our, our four packs are around 25. Okay. And, but uh, so yeah, that mead um, was our most expensive mead due to the yield and ingredients. But it is also our highest rated mead. We've been entering a lot of competitions. And that Makes one sense. got a 93. Congratulations. Uh, so just like a 93-point wine, uh, uh, 20 Psalms got together and did a mead competition, and it was one of the highest-rated meads in the world. Congratulations. Yes. That's awesome. Well, one day Candace and I are going to stop in person This and feels like an experience, that you know, mead. especially yes. with the atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be mm. fun date night, fun girls' night out. For sure. It's yeah. the perfect date night. Yeah, mm. what Ginger Build is, it's yeah. the perfect date night destination. Right. Sold. Right. Sold us, that's for yes. sure. <laughs> Ginger and Joe Lee, thank you so thank much you. for joining us on Florida Foodie again. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guests, Joe and Ginger Lee. You can find their business online at zymarium.com. That's Z-Y-M-A-R-I-U-M.com. You can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. 
Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram. Candace Campos is on social media. On Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. And on Instagram, search Candace Campos WKMG. Also, a big thank you to our production team. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on ClickOrlando.com and on YouTube. Just search for Florida Foodie.